pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We get again in your word. I'm so thankful for this amazing group of people that are here. We thank you that Paula and Carrie and Ray are watching at the RRC2 in D.C. right now in Westminster. Thank you, God. Thank you for, for all the different people that are out there online that are just so precious. And, Lord, we just thank you. You're bringing your remnant together for such a time as this. And wherever there's a remnant, it means you're not done moving, Lord. So we just give you the praise for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so um, just been, you know, the, the other day. So God is, how I many know God is strategic? He's very strategic. So I had, I was forced to rest, which I don't like to do. But when I had my hernia surgery, I had to take a few days down because there's just no way you can't. And the refreshing that has happened from that, I can't even tell you. Uh, people say I look younger. I don't know. Maybe I do. But I feel it. I feel younger. I feel like I can jump up and down. Uh, I do feel refreshed. And I will tell you that in that time, there was one night, and I got down. It was probably middle of the night, late, because I stay up late. And, uh, you know, I just got in the presence of the Lord, and I just felt the Lord just refreshing. But I said, Lord, re renew. Give me a renewal in, in, my, in my spirit, because I was getting really heavy laden and burdened by everything that's been going on. And, you know, we hear stories like every day that are very difficult and you know people are dealing with so many different things and some of you in this room are going through things right now so you get it and so you know it can, it can be heavy in ministry sometimes but the lord just put such a peace and a rest on me and then i also i'm just i'm a transparent guy you'll find this about me but you know i repented to the lord for certain things attitudes and just things that come on your flesh you know and uh this is what i found okay when you do that when you it's like david you know david was a man after god's heart why because he was a good repenter you know and when you do that and you any of us can do it at any time but when we do it and we're serious and we're sincere about it god will bless it and i kid you not and i'm just sharing this because this is kind of how this has been in the ministry is um you know whenever i do that and i and i and i, I just call it a recalibration you know the doors of heaven just start opening up. It's like the floodgates. And so this week, we've had people from all around the country. I, I say this very humbly, but we have invitations like all over the country to speak. I, there's no way that I can possibly go to everyone. And, you know, there was a time, and my mom will tell you, when I used to say, like, you know, no one invites me anywhere, you know? And so because, you know, all of a sudden, like, bold preaching is, like, in. But I'll tell you, for a long time, it wasn't in, okay? And I'm not saying that it's really in now, but I'm just saying, like, I think people are appreciating a little bit more. How many noticed that little shift, right? That kind of took, I think COVID helped with that a little bit, you know? Um, but all of a sudden, it's like, you know, and, and somebody interviewed me the other day, and they said, uh, you know, Pastor Todd, when were you really, like, accepted by the body of Christ? And I said, well, I don't know if I've even been accepted yet by the body of Christ. But, you know, it's kind of, kind of, man. But, you know, but no, honestly, though, um, I had... Several people reach out today. We have friends that are having revival in their church. My friend uh, Brian Gibson, who's a pastor up in Kentucky, and then he's got a church out in uh, Texas. They're having full-blown revival every night. And uh, so he's invited us to come. And then uh, my friend Alan Didio, we're going to go back to Charlotte again. So that's going to be good. And uh, there's just all these different things that are planned. We're going to Texas. Uh, so... This was really humbling. Um, I have a friend, Joseph Z. Do you guys know who he is, anybody? And, uh, you know, he, his daughter's getting married this week, okay? So huge deal, right? It's like, his, I think it's, he's got two kids, but, you know, big deal to have your daughter getting married, right? So 
uh, he calls me and he says, uh, Todd, will you take my broadcast? Will you do the broadcast one day this week? And you know what I thought about that? I said, this reminds me of the old school when pastors would, would, they would not be in competition with each other. You know, th there was a time when p folks would just, you know, and, and, and you trust them with your, your church. Like, that's a big trust, you know? And I'm thankful for friendships like that because, you know, it, you don't see that a lot in the ministry. And that just says so much. Like, he trusts me with his, his group, his, you know what I'm saying? And so, anyway, we're going to do his broadcast this week one day, so that'll be cool. And then um, I was talking with Mike Signorelli today. He's a pastor in New York, and they just came out with a movie. I don't know if you guys know the Domino Revival that's out. And so, uh, but, you know, we were just kind of shooting the breeze about New York and what's going on out there. He's in Manhattan, and uh, they just had this thing in Times Square. I don't know if any of you guys caught that. But that was kind of cool. So things are happening. I had Dinesh D'Souza on the program today, and we talked about his movie, uh, which is called, uh, what's it called? Uh, Police State. Police State. And man, if you haven't seen this, Michelle and I were talking, we should probably play it here, but we don't want to scare the, the baby, you know, the kids. So they'd have to, we'd have to put the kids out, because it's real serious. Has anybody here seen that yet, Police State? Yeah, it's streaming on Salem Now app and on um, Rumble. And then you can go to his website, too. But it's all streaming. But you, if you know how to stream, you can cast. And this is the same with our videos, too. You can cast it now. This is like the you know, people that understand technology. From your smartphone onto the television. And so that's how you stream now. And so uh, people are getting around the, the big uh, you know, movie studios. And Hollywood's been in a strike. We had an amazing remnant core group, Zoom, last night. Was anybody here on there? I know, yeah, a lot of you guys were. Praise God. And the Lord moves on those calls. If you never come on, please try to come on, because folks come from all around the country. We have them once a month. And then we're going to have this leadership uh, training once a month, online, and then one in person here. That's kind of ambitious. So it may be like online first, and then we'll do it here, because we have some pretty ambitious goals going on here. Have you noticed there's like a men's ministry, a women's ministry? It's all happening here. And um, I was talking with my friend Charles. He has a ministry up in Minnesota. And he was the guy, I don't know if you guys remember, with Sean Foyt when he was going around the country. Remember the guy with the guitar, worship leader? And he was the African-American guy that was with him everywhere. I don't know if you remember him, but Charles is an awesome guy. He's got a hub that's up in Minnesota, and they're basically doing what we're doing here at the Revival Center. So God is putting this vision on other folks in this hour that the church has got to get active we've got to get involved we've got to be open not just on sundays but like different meetings so i'm i'm seeing that the vision is coming to fruition where we're going to have this place open like almost every night hopefully every night you know and and there's going to be something going on here and so i remember when i was single i would go to as many meetings as pot every time there was a church that was open that the spirit of god was moving i would be there and so advice to singles, if you're, you know, just telling you, get in the presence of the Lord, watch what God does. And, uh, you know, so we'll, anyway, so we're going to have those types of things as you heard. So any of them that appeal to you or it's something that's on your heart, but the leadership training is going to be for those that feel a calling to the ministry. And I'm going to have Pastor Lorraine share and other people. We have a plethora of leaders that we know that are seasoned and that have been in ministry for a long time. And what it is, is it's like, uh, an open forum to ask questions and to know about the good and the bad and the ugly about ministry. And that's because we believe in discipleship in this ministry. We strongly believe in that. So if you feel a call to that, watch online. We'll announce it to you, but we're going to have the first one on Zoom. And it's people are going to tune in from around the country. And we're going to just go through the, the you know, because 
Some people like just see pictures online of ministry and they think it's like big crowds and, and jet airplanes, you know, and that's not what it is at all. And so ministry is completely different. It's you're in the, in the battle, you're in the trenches, there's warfare, but there's great reward and the Lord takes you from glory to glory, but you've got to know how to pray and you've got to have intercessors around. There's all types of things you need to know. And so, you know, we just have a real heart for leaders because we've seen a lot of people get into ministry and just get clobbered. We used to see it in Hollywood a lot where people would come to the city and they'd say, I'm called to Hollywood and we're going to have a big ministry here. And they would come and the enemy would just, it would be hard. So, you know, you, we believe in equipping. You know, Paul was a good equipper. You know that? Paul was good. And so anyway, that's the, the way that the scripture lays things out. It says to make disciples. So it's not just raising your hand and saying, I'm saved. It's like, you know, okay, now what? You know, now you got to learn what the scripture says. And that's why people get messed up is because they don't know the scripture. And there's a lot of that going on. So anyway, we'll, we'll tell you more about that. But I just wanted to make that announcement. So if you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. And I'm gonna just lay this out. So, you know, if you never heard my testimony, I'm not gonna say the whole thing, but I'll just give you a real quick high level. But, you know, I was in Hollywood partying, acting, going to clubs, going to nightclubs, all this stuff many, many, many years ago. And the Lord started getting a hold of my life. And I, you know, talked about it with Mario on Firepower this week, but I remember one time I walked out of a nightclub and literally there was a guy, it wasn't Arthur Blessed, but there was a guy with a big cross that was white. You ever seen those people? And he was just walking down the street. And I'm coming out at like two something at night and, you know, probably had some drinks, you know, and here this guy is walking with a cross and I just stopped there in my tracks and I just looked at him and I said, wow, you know, it was really impactful to me. It was like God sent him there just for me, you know, and so the Lord was planting these little seeds, you know, as I was coming to know the Lord. And then there was another night, uh, Hollywood nightclub, walking out, same time, whatever. And here's, there's a woman on the street right there on the corner, like Hollywood and Highland. And she had a keyboard and she was praising God at like two in the morning. And the glory was there. There was people around her. And I remember I walked out of this club and it was literally like right there. And I just stood there and I started weeping. And, and just, I knew that God was calling me. And so it was, it, God, he goes after the one. How many know that? He goes after the one. And, and so that's why I have a real heart for winning souls. And, you know, I started off as a street preacher, you know, real heart for winning souls, real heart for discipleship, because I've just seen where God has taken somebody that's so messed up, like me, and, 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 and you know, gave them a new life. And, and just a totally new, I mean, you know, how many know what I'm talking about here? We're just a totally new. So, so for years I've been telling my testimony, which, you know, is pretty crazy about getting stabbed nine times, one in the heart. And, you know, if you want to hear the whole thing, we, they did a Sid Roth show about it, but it's on my website too. But, you know, I was, I was basically saved already. I was saved already. I was, I was kind of starting to go to church. I felt very out of place though, because I had just come from the world. And, you know, I'm going to the church in Van Nuys, California, and I, I just didn't feel like I fit in. And I tell this story like I was in the foyer, and the only people that would say hello to me were the ushers and the greeters for a while, made no friends. So 
it was really hard to make Christian friends. And it was really hard for me because I had come out of the world where I did have a lot of friends and, you know, I had connections and things like that. And, you know, to lose that, and you work real hard for that in the world. If, you know, anybody that's been in the world knows that you work hard for those connections. And, you know, so I had to give all that up. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm like by myself. It was like, it, it kind of reminded me, it's like a reset, you know, in my life. I had to go back to like, you know, when I was in like elementary school and I was going into junior high and like, I remember like I didn't have any friends and, you know, so it was like, it was like reliving that kind of, you know, and I had no idea other than what my mom kind of said about Christianity. I didn't really know like what it actually meant, you know, so, so, you know, people would say different things and there's folks, I, I call it Christianese. But it's like when somebody that's been in the church for a real long time and we're, we use a certain language. How many know that? So I'm, I'm trying not to use that these days because I, I really feel like the Lord's been putting this on my heart. Don't use that because we want to attract the folks from the world. Not seeker friendly, but we just don't want to talk some alien language. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think people appreciate that when people don't talk Christianese. And, but that's what people would do. They would come up and they would talk Christianese to me. And so here I am coming from the club scene and somebody's like, blessed and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I'm just like, what? Like, what is this person saying? You know, so it was weird for me. It was weird for me. It was weird for them. It was weird. You know, I, I knew a pastor that used to say, they didn't like me. I didn't like them. It's kind of how it was. So, you know, two years. Then I get this situation where after the devil was knocking on my door, like, constantly you know come back vip we'll give you this we'll give you that finally i succumbed after a night of working out and i went to go see my old friends this is the first time in like almost two years and when i go there this is when the stabbing happened it was that night and um it was literally the time that you know uh which it, it reminds me uh, i knew a man uh, i think he's still alive but he he one time fell and he lived in the gay lifestyle one time. One time had sex with a man and he got AIDS. One time. And then that was his testimony. And the Lord redeemed and restored him. But he had to deal with that for the rest of his life. You know, I don't, I don't think he got healed from that. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. So this was like similar. I mean, I, go, I went back to my vomit. I went back to, to my past. And the devil is always trying to get us to glorify our past, to, to you know, forget Christianity, forget it, you know. These people are fake or they're hypocrites. You know, there's all kinds of things that the enemy con conjures up or he uses, like somebody will fall, see, see, you know. And so we have to be careful because it's a personal relationship with Jesus. And we never connect it. Don't connect it to me. Praise God we're connected, but I hope I'm always pointing up. Yeah. That's the main thing is we're always pointing up to the Lord to know him and to make him known. Amen. So I go and I get stabbed. I go when I get stabbed. Uh, yeah, and, and so, you know, and the guy takes me to the hospital. I feel like I've told this story so many times. Uh, you know, on the way to the hospital, I go in the presence of the Lord. Craziest thing I'll ever experience in my life, probably. And the Lord said, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live. He says, well, if you live, you got to tell people I'm real and you got to be sold out for me for the rest of your life. And I said, yes, Lord. And when I said yes, Lord, I woke up in the hospital. A woman was looking over me and she said, you shouldn't be alive. No way you should be alive. But she was right. I shouldn't. Uh, two stab wounds. There was a guy that same night he died. Nine stab wounds. The Lord saved me and spared me. So it's a miraculous thing. It was a miracle. God did it. I, I can't believe the sensationalist doctrine because I am a living miracle myself. And so I have to believe that miracles still happen because not only have I seen them over and over and over again, but I'm a miracle. So anytime a sensationalist comes up to me and says, well, the miracles aren't really happening today, I say, ah, my life, I'll tell you a story. 
And, you know, they can't really refute that because it happened. So, yeah, there's that. And about several hundred miracles that we've probably seen over the years, you know, that there's no explanation, you know, that are proof and doctors, the whole thing, you know. So, so anyway, I tell this story all the time. And one of the things that I tell about this story is that after this happened, you would think that after I go in the presence of the Lord, and, you know, it's kind of like Peter, you know, he was literally with Jesus every day, but yet he still denied him three times. For me, it was bitterness that grew root in my heart. And that was because I had come from the world, I had come from Hollywood, and, and it was really aesthetically based. You know, it was like how you look, how, everything in the acting world, how you look and how you... So that was a big idol in my life. And so the thing was, is now all of a sudden I had these keloid scars and I would, you know, pull off my shirt and look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, all these scars. And so, you know, I got angry. I was like, you know, here I am in the world, nothing really bad's happened to me, and then I get saved and then I get stabbed nine times. You know, so I, bitterness started growing root in my heart right after. And uh, the Lord used a series of events of three people that were not in a church. They were in, one was in, um, let's see, Burbank Macy's. One was in a coffee shop in Studio City, Sherman Oaks area. And the third one was in uh, 24-Hour Fitness in Northridge, California. So none of them were a church setting. Uh, no one knew where I was going to be that day. And back then, the technology wasn't even as good as now. So there's no way that anybody could have figured out where I was. So the deal is, is it was God, and he sent these people. And so for years, I've been telling this story, and they gave me a word. Three people gave me a word. Uh, I remember the guy in the gym. It was really crazy. He, he was like this big buff guy with a bunch of tattoos, and I'm just sitting there trying to curl like the 10 weight because I'm trying to recover from being stabbed. So I think the little measliest weight, you know, you know, here's this really big guy. And so it, it's crazy. You know, gyms have like the mirror, you know, so I'm like in the back of this guy, and the guy's like in front of me, and he's lifting these massive, you know, and he literally goes like this, turns around, says, you, the Lord has a word for you. Okay, now this is number three. Give it. I've already had two other people do this. One was in the Burbank Macy's when a little precious Pentecostal woman comes down from the third floor and she says, God, put your face on my, on my heart. And he said to go down and give you this word. I'm in the coffee shop. Word number two, a guy sitting there having lunch, all of a sudden turns around. I have a word for you. So these are the types of things that happen. And by word number three, when it was the big guy with the tattoos, they all said the same thing, pretty much. And they all said, you're going to be in ministry. The Lord has a calling on your life. You're going to soar with wings like eagles. You're going to run and not grow weary. And they kind of, you know, quoted that verse. And so for years, I've been telling this story. Years. I've been telling this story. And I never connected this dot. So the other night, as I'm praying, and I'm seeking the Lord, all of a sudden, he reminds me, he says, what did the three people say to you? And, you know, Mario and I always talk about this, but it's like every preacher has a core message, okay? And sometimes it's seasonal, and sometimes it changes, but God will give you a message if you're, if you're a preacher, you know this, where anytime you get up, you can always go back to your go-to. You know, there's always, because there's a message that's like your, your main, you know, so if you're an evangelist, and somebody says, Pastor Lorraine, come up. How many know an evangelist is always prepared? They're instant in season. If you walk in the evangelist calling, you're instant in season. So somebody could call you up, and this has happened to us many times, and we'll get up, and I don't have to have a sermon prepared. And I think it's wise to prepare. I always do prepare. But what I'm saying is the Holy Spirit will give you a word that's anointed. And if you're an evangelist, you have a go-to. You have anybody in the ministry, I believe. So, you know, for years, it's been my go-to is, is like, you know, I share my testimony. And people just think, wow, that's crazy, you know. So, but I've never seen it like this. So the other night I'm praying, and the Holy Spirit comes on me. 
He says, what did the three people say? So, you know, I went back to the scripture, and it's right here in Isaiah 40, 31. And they quoted the scripture. They said, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And the Lord said, I'm giving you a message. This is your, because where you're going and what's going to happen from here on out, you have to understand this is the main thing. Now, obviously, we talk about the main thing being the main thing, which is making disciples. We talk about, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. We talk about, as a Christian, what do we do? We're meant to show the love of Jesus. We're meant to, you know, they know us by our fruit. We're known by our love. We go and make disciples of the nations. These are, you know, we teach the gospel. That's the go-to, you know. But the deal is, is like, this message, and the reason why he's highlighting this, for the last couple years, as I've been going around the country, I've never seen more weary saints. I've never seen more beat-down saints. I've never seen more saints with their tail between their legs. And I'm going to tell you something. I am not one bit hitting you hard on that because I was like that too. And the reason is because we've been getting hit over and over again with bad news. Bad news with the 2020 election. Bad news with the state of our country. Bad news with the economy. Bad news with inflation. Oh, and by the way, they're making a digital currency. And at some point soon, they're going to try to take away our ability to transact in cash. And they're going to monitor everything. And there's wars and rumors of wars. And now there's war in Israel. And we know this is a, very, a big prophetic event. And so there's all this heavy stuff that's on the heart of a watchman. And so this, this even though this is happening, and we should be watchmen. I talk about it, the Issachar anointing, understanding and discerning the times. The Lord says, be a watchman. He doesn't want us to be, uh, you know, back here and not, you know, there's a lot of people, don't get into politics, don't get in. We need to be occupying all areas of society as the church. The church is meant to occupy. So there's nothing wrong with us speaking to these things in authority. In fact, it says we're supposed to pull down the strongholds. Amen. But there's a but there. We can't get so consumed with it that we allow the plan of the enemy of the weariness to take root in our heart. And this is the assignment of the enemy right now because the weary beat down body of Christ right now is not understanding who we are in Jesus. And so this is why he puts this on my heart and he says, look, it's always been about the end times. It's always been about the birth pains. It's always, he's raising up a generation a warrior class of Christians right now in this hour that have the tenacity, that have the stick to itness, that have the ability to stand in this hour. Amen. What does he say? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. The gates of hell will not prevail. He's with us until the end of the age. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. His promise is yes and amen. Hope in the future. That's it. His, he's made a promise to us. He is not going to leave us. Even if the economy drops tomorrow. Even if the U.S. dollar is no longer the global reserve, even if we start going into another war, it's good. There's wars and rumors of war. The end is not yet. Here we are. Here we are. So he reminds me of this. And what had happened to me? The same thing. The weariness, the heaviness was coming on me. And I was feeling it. I was, I was grieved in my heart. I was grieved at what happened with Israel. I'm still grieved about it, though. But the thing is, it was starting to take a toll. And, and how many know that when, when you have something burdening you like that, it actually takes a toll on your physical health. It takes a toll on your demeanor. It, it infects relationships. 
every part of your life, if you're carrying a burden that you're not meant to carry, or if you're, you're allowing the, the plan of the enemy to be the reality that we live in, you, you'll be one of, I'm telling I can see it from a mile away. When I'm, when I'm out somewhere preaching, somebody comes up, Pastor, do you know what's going to happen? And look, I am not making fun because trust me, I do know what's going to happen. So I, I, I see them a million times. I'm telling you, my mom's been with me, my wife's been with me a million times. You can see it a mile away. They're coming. And look, I love folks, and I'm not making fun of anybody because I probably have done the exact same thing to my mentors and people in my life. But I'm just telling you, you could, and they say, did you see this video? I'm going to send you the video. Usually it's like somebody I know from somewhere making the video. <laughs> I actually know that guy. Uh, so it's funny, but, you know, so... We already know there's a deep state, there's a cabal, there's all this stuff, but we know this already. How much more am I going to talk about it, you know? I mean, some people don't. And the thing is, is that people need to understand. But high level, it's the battle of light versus darkness. High level, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. And so as the body and the saints of this hour, we need to understand the weapons that we have and we need to understand the battle that we're in because the first thing that a general is going to do when he's going to war is he's going to observe where the enemy is and what kind of equipment the enemy has. And that's what the church has to understand is like, look, we're in the battle, but here's the deal. Satan is a defeated foe. He's already on his way to the lake of fire, the bottomless pit. He's a fallen archangel. He's under our feet. He's defeated at the cross of Calvary. The blood of Jesus says that we're set free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. We, we're on the winning side. But see, we're not coming from this position of strength. We're coming from a position of like heads down weary. And that's because we're watching the prophets of Baal and we're listening to what they're saying. And, we're, and, and it's, it's become an obsession to some folks. We have the authority in the name of Jesus. So the deal is this. Let's go back to this scripture. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew their strength. Let's just take it bit by bit. Will, shall, it's going to happen. But there is waiting on the Lord. If you promote yourself and it's not from the Lord, guess what? You labor in vain. Okay, unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain. There's a lot of um, pressure in today's world on social media, likes, follows. People have equated the number of following to the anointing. That's not true. Uh, no, no real deal there. But it's the same thing that used to happen back in the day when somebody would have a big church. Somebody would say, well, that person is anointed. Not always. Sometimes. But sometimes it's because they're a good marketer. And they've done it in a world, or maybe they've taken away key elements of sin, and they've made it more appealing to the seeker because they're not making them change. So it's just become more of a motivation. So look, anybody can grow a large church, but is it a church of warriors? Because I'd rather have a Gideon's 300 than a massive mega church of, of people that have no power. Amen? But that requires waiting on the Lord sometimes. That requires, under, Paul got this. Paul talked about re, you know, uh, encouraging himself in Christ. Here's a guy who was literally thrown in jail. He was, he was thrown out of regions. He, he's, he's written some of the letters in jail. Okay, this guy was seriously persecuted. We talked about him last week. But the deal with, with Paul is that he became someone that understood to live as Christ to die as gain. He understood, he was always living in view of eternity. That's what alive, that's an acronym, always living in view of eternity. You're alive. We have changed the focus in the American and the Western church from living eternally minded 
to living in the natural. Your, your best life now. Okay, it's all it, now. Now listen, God talks about an abundant life. Okay, he does. And I believe that we're meant to not just survive, but thrive. His blessing and favor is on us. We talked about that. But that's not the reward. That's not the goal. And the, the goal of eternity is almost barely talked about in the modern church. The fact that literally we're passing through in this world to live as Christ, to die as gain. The whole thing is eternal. We're, it, it's a whole eternity. Like it never ends. We're ruling and reigning in all. It is the biggest prize. It is, the bi it is like the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate thing. And yet it's barely discussed. So instead, the Western church has said, look, we're going to focus over here. You're going to have, you know, nice cars and nice clothes and big mansions. And you're going to be living your best life and prosperity and all this stuff. But they've taken out the, the eternal prize, the reward of, of, of living in Christ Jesus, the whole thing that he did on the cross is so that we can be connected back to a holy God. See, he's got to be the source. It's got to be Jesus-focused. It's not person-focused. It's not talent-focused. It's not ministry-focused. It's not this church or that. It's Jesus. Give me Jesus. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are saved. The name of Jesus, the demons flee and tremble. The name of Jesus, the heal, it heals people. Just by the name, the demons flee. It's about Jesus. Jesus. So now, look at the scripture again. But those who wait on who? Jesus, the Lord. You wait on him. And then he comes. Here's what happens. There's a renewal of your strength. And then what happens? They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. So here's the thing. Why does God keep repeating, don't be weary? Don't be weary in doing good. You shall run and not be weary. It's a lie. Weariness is an assignment. It's a, it's a lie from the pit of hell. If you've been dealing with weariness, we need to break it tonight. I want you to experience the refreshing and recharging because I'm telling you something. It changes everything. It's available. We don't have to wait to go to a mountain retreat. We don't have to wait to go to a revival tent. It's available here. It's available tonight. There is a river of living water that is flowing in this place right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, why is this so important? To me personally, because this is a revelation of the Lord. This was what was spoken over me that I, for 25 years, didn't realize was a message that God was saving for this hour so that this church can be a, 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 a watering hole. This can be a place where people that are hungry and people that are thirsty and the ministry and all the different things that you're doing online and the folks, the, the evangelists in this church and the people that are going out and making disciples, because how many know it really starts when we leave here? But when we're making a difference in this city, in this community, in this nation, and we're not, it's not seeker friendly where it's like, you know, extreme grace or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't have some exotic version of something that, you know, we have to dangle in front of people, okay? This is the gospel. Those who wait upon the Lord should renew their strength. That's us. That is us. And so, what God showed me in this is this is, is a very important part of our message, not just me, in the end times. Because here's the deal. Folks are going to be weary. Yeah. And, they're going to, and it's already happened in, like more than I've ever seen in my life. And we're going into a season this next year. The Lord's put a few things on my heart 
Um, I shared a little bit on the call last night. None of it was really super good news, but this is the good news. But I think that the Lord is going to take some folks home in this season. And it's because they've run their course. It's, there's, I'm talking about Christians even. They, and, and what we're going into is going to be a battle. It's going to be difficult. And so it's not for everybody. And so in the Lord's mercy and grace, he is going to take some folks home. And so I just prepare your heart. But remember, we're going to see them for all eternity. And so the main thing is to make sure they're saved, right? But, but I believe we're going to see some of that. Some of you have already experienced that. Be ready for that. But guard your heart, okay? Because the Lord has a plan. And, and for those of us that are called in this hour, it's because we have that tenacity and, and we have the, the DNA built in us to be a warrior. And when the storms of life come and when the boat starts rocking, we're not going to be one of those people that keels over and gives up. We're going to remember that Jesus is in the boat and he controls the storms. He, he got up and what did he do? He rebuked the people in the boat because they didn't believe and have the faith. Now on Sunday, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this, but why does God say without faith, it's impossible to please him? Because faith is the currency. He wants us, faith is the evidence of things not seen. So we have to believe what the scripture says and what God says, even if we haven't seen it. There's a, a, a phrase in the world that says seeing is believing. Well, God's upside down, inside out. He's saying, believe without seeing. Okay, but I'm with you. Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And, and so he is enough. I, I asked the Lord, I said, why? And I love words. We have prophetic people in this church. I'm prophetic. But there's a real hunger in this hour that people really want a word. And it's like, some people follow people like every day for that fresh word because they don't know how to go to the Lord and get a word or get in the Bible and get a word. And I said, Lord, you know, why is this like such a big thing right now? And he says, because they haven't learned to renew their strength in the Lord. They haven't learned to, to, to wait on the Lord and to go into the presence of the Lord and, and to get renewed. And so if you don't have that hope that's only found on the solid rock, do you know that there's folks that say that Peter is the rock? That is incorrect. If you look in the Greek, it's actually a different, uh, it, one is a male and one's a female in the, in the way that that sentence is, is constructed. So there's no way that it could be. What, he, what Peter said, he said, who, is, who am I to you? And he said, you are Lord, you are Jesus. He said, on that, that's the rock. The church is built on the rock of Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone. So when we, when we put him in his rightful position as the cornerstone of our faith, the author and finisher of our story, then all of a sudden we don't need to get a fresh word every day because we got him. He's more than enough. His name, demons tremble. He got authority in the name of Jesus. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Woo. Hallelujah. I haven't even got to scripture too yet. <laughs> I'm just going to read it real quick. Psalm 28, 7, if you're taking notes. I read out of the New King James. It says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I praise him. Amen. Think about this. The Lord is our strength. When he is your strength, when he is your source, no matter how weary you are, 
No matter how beat down, you can go into the secret place of the Most High and you can have your, your strength renewed. He says, die to your flesh daily. You got to die to your flesh daily. Right. We're not conformed to the things of this world, but what? Transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. How is our mind renewed? In the secret place. It's, it's renewed in the presence of God. He's the source. Yeah. The source isn't a man. Presence. The source isn't a ministry. The source isn't a go-to person that we listen to every day. It's good. I'm not against that. There's some people preaching the truth. Praise God. But the source is Jesus. He's the source. He's the strong tower that the righteous run into. And we're what? We're safe. Scripture 3, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being what? Renewed day by day. Now let me get back to the testimony and kind of tie this together a little bit. When I had the revelation the other day and the Lord was just showing me, he said, for years, okay, I preached warning, warning, warning. And this is when a lot of people were like, you know, preaching seeker friendly and, and extreme grace and there was like you know all that going on for the last 30 years but we've been warning my mom and i and the ministry we've been warning for years and i'm gonna tell you warning is not super popular how many know that you know the the prophets in the bible that warned they were like not welcome by the way right so i'm just being honest with you so you know it, it, there's these preachers like david wilkerson used to say like literally people would see him coming and then he, they would like run the other direction that, that's if you're preaching the truth, that's like the way he said, I, I'd see a preacher that I wanted to talk to. And all of a sudden, the guy's gone, you know. I've actually experienced that, too. <laughs> but that's because they don't want to hear it. Right. Right. Woo! Right. But listen to this, though, okay? Now the Lord has all of a sudden put on my heart. This is like so weird, but this is how God works. All of a sudden, it's like encouragement, blessing favor like renewing okay lord literally this is what people have been teaching for many many years you've told me not to teach that now you're telling me to teach that why because now folks need to be encouraged the body of christ is beat down we've lost our flavor we've lost the saltiness and many churches and i know you know what i'm talking about don't have a move of the spirit and that's because the spirit is not allowed there and so what's happened i, I there was a church over Halloween, I don't know if you saw my post on this, but they literally had like a spooktacular thing, and it was like they used all their screens. This is down in South Florida. Then it was like the Adams family or something like that. I mean, it's just so weird. And I watched a little bit of it today because one of my friends made a video about it, and I just thought to myself, why? Like, why? Like, well, I, I get it, they're trying to be like the world, but if you, if you bring people in being like the world, because the Bible says, don't be like the world. So if you're using that as your dangle, then guess what? You get the folks in, you better keep giving them the world. Because if you give them Jesus, that's not what you gave them. That's not what they're looking for. So yeah, you can fill a place, but if it's not the Holy Spirit, what is it? It's another spirit. That's what's happened. And this is why so many people are floundering right now. And I, I really blame the leadership, but, you know, we know it's an assignment of hell on the church. So God is giving us this grace in this time because so many folks say people don't really, they're not ready for what's coming. And I agree with that. And it's not because we're not able to live through it and sustain. It's because we have not disciplined our minds to understand how to renew our strength. If we're making it about a preacher, or we're making it about a person, or we're making it about a ministry, or we're making it about something else, that's going to go away at some point. People are going to let you down. 
We talk to folks all the time that come out of ministries that there was some kind of sin that happened there and the pastor fell or something and it's like so much collateral damage and hurt. But a lot of that comes from the fact that a lot of people in ministry are like, look at me, follow me. And, you know, I hear this a lot where you get somebody, I interview people all the time, so it's kind of something I listen to. But when somebody's constantly saying, I, 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 me, 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 I did this, I did that, I, it's, a, it's a check for me right. if they're a minister of the gospel. Yes. Because I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to take credit for what the Lord has done. Right. Because then that's my reward. Right. But, if, but if I give the Lord glory, then he increases. And, and when we steward what he's given us, he gives more. And the Lord will trust us and entrust us with more. He'll entrust us with more ministry. He'll entrust us with more finances. He'll entrust us more anointing. You know, I have one of my friends right now. I was, I was watching. He's doing a tent crusade down in Florida. A lot going on in Florida. And, you know, it's a big tent up. And literally, he's walking by this lady, and he just pulls her up. She's got a walker. And all of a sudden, he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. I'm healing you. You know, the Lord is healing you, not I'm. In the name of Jesus, she gets up, and she starts going around. And... We're seeing this happening at these tent meetings. This is a woman that walked in that was like barely able to walk. But you know what it was? Two things. Number one, he was willing to walk in the, in, in the faith as a preacher because that's scary. Yeah. And she was willing to receive it like the woman who touched the hem of the garment. So guess what? God says, I'm going to move. Amen. He wants to do that here. But see, it's like we're weird as people. Like It's like the building matters and... Where we're at matters, and if we feel good, or if we had our Starbucks before service, hopefully not. Hopefully not Starbucks. They support baby killing, by the way. But there's a lot of things that we as believers in today's culture want because of a comfortability factor. And I'm just as guilty. And so how often do we quench a move of God because the lighting is not right? Or it's not the right room, or there's not enough people, or... You know, it wasn't the right group, or I wasn't feeling it today. And, and if we knew what was coming, if you haven't heard anything else I said, listen to this right now. If we knew what was coming, this church would be packed, and folks would be on the altar, and we would be crying out to the living God. If we understood what's coming, and I'm not trying to scare anybody in here, but what the Lord wants us to understand in this time, in this season, for those that have ears to hear, is this is a now word. It's not about me. It's not about my testimony, but the Lord put this on my heart, and I believe this is so big, and this in involves all of us. It involves the ecclesia. We've got to learn to renew our strength in the Lord. We've got to learn to, to utilize Him as our source. This isn't a game. It's not, we're not trying to impress somebody. You know, like people think like, you know, oh, you're doing me a favor for coming to church. Well, I thank you. Thank you for coming. But honestly, <laughs> like, I have a really good resume. You guys probably don't know that. Actually, I was in the marketing world. and all, I could go back and do something else if I had to. I, I, honestly, ministry is not my first choice. I'm just giving you that right now. I do it because it's a calling. And the Lord is great and he's good. But if I tell you it's glamorous, I'm lying to you. It may look like that sometimes on Instagram or on social media, but any of you that are in the ministry, you understand ministry is not glamorous. It is not easy. It's a calling. And we're all called to it, by the way. We're all called to it in this hour. And so if we're here right now, we're called to make disciples. We're called to, to baptize people. We need to get on that here. Let's do it this week. Let's get on it, okay? We, we need to do that. We need to have it where if you want to get baptized right after service, we get you baptized. We're going to figure this out. I know it's a weird configuration, but we'll figure it out. 
We got to get people baptized. We, we got to get, we got to do what the scripture says. We, we got to take this serious. God is about to do something here. He's about to do something. I want the message for tonight is, is hold on one more round. The end is not yet. I know it looks like it's late, but look, it is the end is not yet. Get this in your spirit because we're going into 24. If we're in the doom and gloom train and that's all we think is going to happen, we're going to hide in our bunker and get prepped and get all our prep food ready. I'm telling you, come on, I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. You listen to some of these shows, buy the gold, buy the prep food. That's it. And I, I'm not saying don't have it because I, I believe in being prepared, but that's not where it's at. God is saying we're still here for a reason. He is about to move in a way. Listen, the reason why America is still here when our border is open, when there's cells in this country, the reason why we're still here is because there is a massive harvest of souls that the Lord cares about. And in this next season, there are going to be people that are pulled out of darkness. And just for the one, the Lord is saying, a little bit more time. I'm going to give you more time, Remnant. But you got to know how to get encouraged in faith. you got to know how to renew your strength in the Lord. you got to know how to go to Jesus, the source. He's the source. My God, don't ever take credit for what God has done. Woo. But at the same time, don't ever negate what God can do. He is willing and able and wants to do something. But we can't be sitting here in service looking at the clock. We can't be constrained by the, by the accolades of men or by whatever it is. Like, you know, it's getting late. We better go home. I once went to a church. Can you not? I got up at like 11 at night. And I said, my goodness, I felt bad for the people. They had been there since 7. And it was 11, and I had just got up. The, the offering was like an hour. <laughs> the worship was like two hours. You know, it was crazy. So by the time I get up, I'm like, okay. You know, and I honestly felt bad about it. And I, I went probably for a half an hour. And the preacher afterwards, he says, why did you preach so short? I said, well, because it was 11. And he says, we stay here till 1 o'clock at night. He says, these people are trained. I kid you not. That's how they do it in South Africa. I didn't know. And you know what it was? I had to break off the religion that was on me that thought that the Lord wouldn't move at 11 o'clock at night. So we're staying until 11 at night. No, I'm that preacher calls me. He says, Pastor Todd, are you having every night service yet? He says, you need to have every night service. Said, every night? My goodness. He says, you're young. You can do it. <laughs> He's having every night service. It's coming. Amen. Amen. Let's go a couple more scriptures here. Psalm 73, 26. David understood this. How many know David understood this? You know why David understood this? This was a man that literally had fought Goliath, fought a lion, fought a bear, became a king. Okay, he went through a lot, this guy. He had enemies. You, you hear him talking about his enemies surrounding him. The guy went through stuff. You've been accused, David gets it. <laughs> you've, had, you've had things come, people come against you, David gets it. Okay, David gets you. And, and here's what he said, okay? Psalm 73, 26, said, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. How long? Forever. Forever. Honestly, if I could just be real and transparent, we should never be super tired and weary. 
as a Christian. We should really never be super tired. We, we have the source. You guys have a cell phone? Most of you do. What do you do at night? You charge it, right? We connect to the source, and we are recharged. And we are made in this hour in the likeness and image of God to be the representatives of him. Two weeks ago, we talked about it. the body of Christ is literally the body of Christ. He's the head. We're the body. We're the representatives. And so this all kind of came together. And Lance, you could come up here if you can, man. But this all came together. In Joshua 1.9, Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, and do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In Philippians 4.13, Philippians 4.13, many of you know this verse, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm just going to do a rapid fire here of a couple of uh, scriptures. Psalm 34.18, Psalm 34.18, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah 8.10. It says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Romans 12.12. It says, Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. God wants us in this for the long haul. I know that if you listen to some of the podcasts, some of them that I'm probably even on sometimes, some of my friends, even my show sometimes, listen, you can get a real doomy and gloomy spirit because the, the news in the world is bad. And I'm just going to tell you, I wish you, there might be some wins, there will be some wins, but there's going to be a lot of bad news coming. And this next year, we're going into an election cycle again. Seems like the last one never ended, right? Here we are. We're going into another one. It's going to be more vicious. It's, they're going to spend more money to smear. I mean, we don't even know. I mean, listen, the, the former president of the United States has how many felony charges they're trying to get him with right now in all these states? I mean, we've this is uncharted territory. And I've been praying and I've been asking the Lord. And I said, you know... Are we going to, is this Israel thing going to be escalated? I believe it will at some point. God is, this is being set up right now. The war of Gog and Magog. And I've taught about that recently. This is being set up, but I don't believe it's right this second. You know, there's a miracle that just happened. I want to share this. There's a miracle that just happened. Um, I was talking with my friends, very connected in Israel. And he said, you know, we thought the second front was really going to open up with Hezbollah. They got thousands of soldiers. And, and, and literally, they're the real concern, way more than Hamas. And there's, you know, you got the West Bank, and then you got, you know, Gaza. And, you know, the West Bank goes off. That's like a whole, you know, group of other people. And then you got the northern front up there near Syria. And American installations are being attacked around that part of the world. And, you know, but here's what he said. Here's what's interesting, what's happening right now. Even though it could escalate, I'm not saying it won't, it could. But he says, the weird thing is when the U.S. sent the carrier groups over there, and, and it's actually kind of been managed to where, at least right now, it looks like it's kind of a tit for tat, but it's not a full escalation because Iran is a little bit scared about what's going to happen. And, and this could have gone really bad, just like in, in, in Eastern Europe and Ukraine, that could have gone really, I mean, the fact that 
you know, I'm not a Putin fan, but the guys had some restraint, you know, I mean, literally, we, you know, we've been sending weapons like crazy over there, and yet it's still a proxy war, and it hasn't been a hot war between the U.S. and Russia, which it could have been, potentially. And when that whole thing hit off, the Lord said to me, one more round, the end is not yet. And I don't think the end is still yet. I think we're still in this grace. And so I keep asking the Lord, like, Lord, why? He says, this is my plan. Just relax. But here's what you need to be focused on. Renew your strength in me and get out and make disciples. Get out there and do the calling that I've told you to do. And walk in a bolder way than you've ever walked. And believe for miracles, signs, and wonders. And believe that this is the season, that these things are going to happen. And lo, I am with you even until the end of the age. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And we renew our strength in the Lord because He is our source. So let me just, let me just articulate all this before we close. So I talked to this guy and I said, that's pretty crazy. Like, so you're saying for right now, it might not us. He said, I'm, he said, I'm not sure, but I'm just telling you like by now it should have been a full blown war, but for, there's something that's holding it back. And I believe it is the Lord giving us a little bit more time. So we're watchmen and we know that it's crazy times, but we renew our strength in the Lord. And so when the revelation happened, I sat there the other night in the presence of the Lord and he started revealing this to me. He said, you and the church and the saints of God in this hour, we've got to carry. Yes, there's the warning. Yes, the very important warn. But we also have to carry the light and the encouragement and, and tell people where they can get the strength and that they can have the joy even in this time. And then they can have the rest. And we don't have to be sitting there like that person that runs up to me. Oh my gosh, it's a, that is never how we have to be in Christ because those who renew their strength are mounted like wings of an eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's who we are. And that's what we're going to do from here on out. If the, if, if the weariness comes on, we get together and we pray for each other. And we say, Lord, meet them and renew their strength. Because there's like this little meme on the internet. And you got one guy over here saying, it's over. And you got another guy over here saying, but Jesus. We want to be the but Jesus. If it's over tomorrow, we win. If we're raptured out of here, praise God. Then we're going to live in eternity. I'm all good. But if we've got another 10, 15 years, renew your strength and get up and do the work of the kingdom. Let's stand up right now in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to declare this and decree this over you right now. As we get an attitude of prayer, we're about to close. I'm going to read it again. We're going to declare this in the name of Jesus and just receive this right now this is an Isaiah 40 31 calling that God has put on us that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint Lord in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit we thank you for the word we thank you that the word is our daily bread. We thank you that the word is a lamp unto our feet. We thank you that the word is living. You are the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. You are God. And the word is true. And it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so anybody in here tonight, 
or online that's listening that needs to renew their strength i pray right now in jesus name for a renewal a renewal right now anybody that's weary anybody that's tired anybody that's heavy-hearted anybody that's been carrying a burden a weight your child is in rebellion your husband is in rebellion your finances are down you're 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 dealing with an ailment in your body whatever it is that the enemy is using to hook you right now renewal 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 the lord is your strength jesus jesus it's all about him we thank you lord renew right now from the top of their head to the soles of their feet we thank you for the renewal as we get ready to sing this song i pray that it would be a renewal that would come upon us by your spirit not by might not by power but by your spirit god that we are an anointed appointed group that goes out in a time as this anointed and appointed we have a mission thank you god for the mission thank you for trusting us what an honor this is the church's greatest hour what an honor to be alive for such a time as this thank you for trusting us thank you for choosing this generation you're a royal priesthood a holy nation thank you lord god for raising up a standard in this hour and we say yes to you god we say yes to you god 